Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, where we discuss the biggest sports topics. I got week four predictions. I've been doing so far so good with my predictions. I got coaches that are in the hot seats. I got teams, NFC teams that I like and don't like. I got a jam-packed schedule for us. NBA Media Day. Playoff baseball around the corner. Get ready. Buckle your seatbelt because we have a scary October on the way. Let's go. Let's get it. Okay, let's go. So, I'm going to give you my week four picks. I've been doing a great job with picking my games so far in the first three weeks. I've really enjoyed and really, like, looking at how these games are ending and seeing if I got it right or wrong. I'm doing a great job. I'm doing a hell of a job of picking these games. I'm a total of 37, 10, and 1. So I'm doing a great job of picking these games. But let me start with Green Bay and the Philly game, the Thursday night game. And it was a great game. And I was very surprised. I was very surprised because the NFL usually don't give us those type of games on Thursday night. But that might have been the game of the week. That might have been the game of the week. Um, so I really enjoyed that game. Good quarterbacking play. Good, good quarterback. Good, good quarterback play from both sides. Uh, we all know that Philly didn't have their 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 deep threat, Deshaun Jackson, and Alshon Jeffrey was fifty percent of himself. So Philly really ran the ball a lot. Carson Wentz only had one hundred and sixty passing yards with three touchdowns, but he was phenomenal, and he, he made the right decisions, he didn't have the deep threat, so he really couldn't have, he couldn't have the gaudy passing yardage, you know, numbers that he usually puts up, because he didn't have his deep threat, he didn't have the deep threat, he didn't have nobody to throw the deep ball to, Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, he played against a weak, a questionable, weak, green, you know, Philadelphia secondary. Green Bay got their their running back got knocked out the first few the first what possession of the game. So a lot happened, a lot transpired. I know that it was a controversial pass interference call or non call at the end of that game. I mean it is what it is. Uh in it could it could have went either way. The guy got you know it, he got there early, but it could have went either way. In the you know in the in the moment in the heat of the moment, it's always tough for a referee. It's always tough for a referee. It's always tough for a ref. But I do question looking at the Green Bay's defense, and I want to get the Green Bay because what I got from Aaron Rodgers, that's what I expected. 422, that, that's what I expected. But I want to get the Green Bay's defense because we've seen them play Mitch Trubisky week one, 
Kirk Cousins week two, and Joe Fluco week three. And we we can all agree that those are not the upper those are not the upper echelon type of quarterbacks that if you were to go in advance and in, into the NFC playoffs, you wouldn't face those guys. You'll probably face Trubisky, but you wouldn't face those guys. You would face Wentz. You would face Golf. You would face Dak. You would face Breeze. You would face the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the league, and that did not look well yesterday. Oh, well, Thursday. That did not look well. That did not look well, and I have my... I, I, I'm not going to say my doubts because I still like this defense. I think this defense is still going to be a top 10 defense. Don't get me wrong. But I did see some flaws and some weaknesses where, you know, the, the, first, three, the first three quarterbacks that they played and the teams offensively that they played probably couldn't, they probably couldn't nitpick and get those, those you know, break those tendencies that Green Bay secondary, mainly their secondary, had. But Philly was able to capitalize off those weaknesses. So that's just something to look at. Now, to the nitty-gritty, let's get to my week four predictions. So first game, one o'clock, Oakland at Indianapolis. Uh, I like this Indianapolis team. They play some good defense. They know who they are. They know who they are. I, I pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know, I know what I'm getting from this Colts team, they play well. I mean, Jacoby Brissett been playing well. They really played well last week against Atlanta. So, and they're six and a half point favorites. I'm going to take Indianapolis to win this game, 27 to 17. Uh, I'm not so big on Oakland, and I'm not sure if Oakland has enough firepower to come into Indianapolis and just beat Indianapolis. Okay, next game, Tennessee at Atlanta. Atlanta does not play well on the road. They got they they were they got disman they got manhandled on the road last week against Indianapolis, as I mentioned. So Tennessee coming into the ATL. I think Atlanta wins this game. Atlanta played very well in the dome. Uh, they they're, they're missing Deion Jones, which is a big blow. But I think offensively, we know what Atlanta is offensively. Um, you know, with Matt Ryan and, and Julio Jones, we know what we're getting from them. They're going to be explosive. They're going to be dominant. The question is their defense. Their defense catches a break, I think, this week. They have to go against Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota right now is not in the best terms. He's not sitting well in the front office up in Tennessee. And this might be... This might be his last year in Tennessee, or they won't extend him because he's looking for that big contract. And so far, the way how he's playing, he's not, he, he, he hasn't lived up to par. And Atlanta's three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take Atlanta to win this game 30-17. to 17. One o'clock game, Fox, Redskins at Giants. Uh, very impressed with Daniel Jones showing last week against Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay with a lot of circumstances that and situ- a lot of circumstances and situations that he had to fight through. It shows some real poise. And to be honest, I didn't I didn't know if this kid was ready, but I told you guys this last week. I said he has good. They, Giants have spent a lot of money in the O line. 
They have Saquon, and Saquon is hurt now. But you have a, a rising star at tight end with Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, who's a good wide receiver. I said, why not? Go ahead and throw this kid in there and see what he can do. And he, 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 was, he was their savior last week. He was their savior last week. Um, the, the Redskins, they are, they are totally dysfunctional. I don't know what route they're going. I can't tell what route they're going. Miami is the worst team in the, in, in the sport. But at least with Miami, I know what route they're going. Miami is telling us where they're going. Okay, we're going to tank and we're going to suck this year. The Redskins, I don't know. I, I don't know what their what their strategy is. I don't know what their format is. I don't I don't see a vision. I don't see nothing that I I can't envision them. I I don't know what's going on in Washington. And I think it starts all up top with Dan Snyder. And I think from there it goes from coaching and the president operations and stuff like that with Bruce Allen and Jay Gruden. I think Jay Gruden, if he loses this game, he's gone. And I have the Giants winning this game. They're three-point uh, they're three point favorites. I'm going to take the Giants winning this game, and I'm going to take the points. I think the Giants win this game 20 to, 27 to 24. 27 to 24. I think the Giants win this game. Another one, one, another one o'clock game on Fox. Carolina at Houston. Okay, so Kyle Allen, I liked him. Um... I, I you know I didn't I didn't know much about him uh you know last week and that's why I heard Arizona beating Carolina Carolina shocked you know shocked me at least they shocked me they they won that's as good as the Carolina offense have looked in the last two years honestly uh Cal Allen he can really sling the ball he you know Greg Olson looked like he looks like he's back in his prime. Uh, McCaffrey, we know how special he is. So let's see what Carolina could do against this dominant pass rush that they have to face versus Houston. I think Cal Allen, he gets a real taste of what a real defense looks like. And I think they, you're going to see a lot of pressure back there on Cal Allen. I think J.J. Water give him his welcome to the NFL type moment this Sunday. And the Texans are four and a half point favorites. I think the Texans. I like what the Texans are going. Um, I, I, you know, it's just so sad that New England and Kansas City is so much better than the AFC. It is it's so much better than everybody else in the AFC. Houston really doesn't have a fighting chance. But I like where Houston is going. Deshaun Watson and his O line are getting better. Uh, the secondary has some flaws. It has their flaws. But I think Houston be able to win this game, uh, not comfortably, but I could see them winning this game by 10 points. So I'm going to go 30 to 20 Houston, 30 to 20 Houston. Okay, Chargers at Miami. The Chargers coming back off of back-to-back losses against a Detroit team that has surprised me so far and a Houston team that I like. The Chargers got to get together, and what better team to do it against? The Chargers play the they play the Miami Dolphins at Miami. I think the Chargers should have a field day in Miami. I have the Chargers winning this game, twenty eight to three. Twenty eight to three. The Chargers should have a field day. Okay, another good game. Kansas City going to Detroit. 
Detroit are underdogs. Um, I, 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 I betted against Detroit last week. I thought Philly would beat Detroit. I didn't realize how good Detroit is. Detroit is very good. Uh, I see. They're very good. They're 2-0-1. They play some good defense. Matt Stafford is playing some of his best ball so far. It always starts like that in September with him in Detroit. But I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions in a tough one. I'm going to go with the Lions. And I know Kansas City, I like Kansas City a lot. I love Patrick Patrick Mahomes. But I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna go well no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna go with Kansas City I I, I can't no I can't bet against Kansas City Andy Reid and Matt, and Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City I think they will hand the Lions their first loss I'm gonna go with Kansas City in a tough one twenty seven to twenty Kansas City wins this game twenty seven to twenty. Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore, they really impressed me last week. Despite them losing against Kansas City, they really, they still really impressed me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Baltimore this game. I, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. I don't know how, I don't know how confident I am with Freddie Kitchens at the helm. I think they're putting a little bit too much pressure on Baker Mayfield. Uh, literally, physically, and mentally, I think they're just putting too much pressure on him. Uh, he has to live up to this hype now, and he's now with a, a diva wide receiver, and he has to feed Odell. It's just a lot that Baker has to go through that I, you know, he probably did not see coming. But I told you, Browns fans, I told you, Brown lovers and Brown bandwagon fans. That this would happen. I told you guys this. That this is what exactly what happens. I told you guys this. This is this is going to happen. So I'm going to take Baltimore to win this game. This game is going to be very close. I think it's going to be very close. But I'm have I'm gonna have Baltimore winning this game, twenty eight to twenty one. Twenty eight to twenty one. I think I think Baltimore wins this game. New England at Buffalo. New England at Buffalo. Buffalo is seven-point underdog. New England has, from time to time, has struggled in Buffalo. Buffalo, I've been telling you guys this for the last few weeks, Buffalo has a great defense. They have a good coaching staff. Their O-line is very solid. Buffalo goes under, you know, they, they people tend to overlook Buffalo because Buffalo, I mean, it's Buffalo. It's the Bills. But I, the crazy fans with them jumping through tables, I think Buffalo. I, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to say this. Uh, I think Buffalo hand New England their first loss. I think Buffalo hands New England their first loss. This is going to be a very close game. I think with New England having some offensive line injuries. Uh, and, you know, but Buffalo striking on all forces. I think Buffalo. I gotta pick an upset. This is my. This is gonna be my upset for the week. Buffalo at seven at seven point underdogs. I'm gonna take Buffalo to win this game. I'm gonna take them twenty one to seventeen. Buffalo is gonna win this game twenty one 
twenty to seventeen. Buffalo winning twenty to seventeen. Tampa Bay at Rams. Rams played very well at the Coliseum. I'm not gonna bet against them. Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They have they they have issues in their secondary uh, with Todd Bowles. Got to get that fixed. I think Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff and um and company will take care of business and win this game pretty single, you know, pretty handily. So I have the Rams win this game twenty seven to ten. Okay, Seattle at Arizona. Love Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson against Kyler Murray. <laughs> but two two the, two similar guys. They play just alike. I, I like both of them. I told you guys this early in the season. Kyler Murray is going to work. He's going to work because he's with, the, he's with the perfect match. He's with the perfect match in Cliff Kingsbury. He has an offensive line that you, you have to get the ball out quick. He's, he's shifty. He's mobile. He's quick. I like Kyler Murray. And he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. Not saying he is Russell Wilson or going to be the next Russell Wilson, but he reminds me of Russell Wilson a lot. And I'm going to take Russell Wilson in this matchup. Arizona's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to be a shootout. I love both of these teams. I love both of these quarterbacks. I'm going to take Seattle to win this game 30-24. to 30-24. Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota at Chicago. Let's go. Minnesota at Chicago. I have, I you know, cause you know, I don't, I, I don't like Trubisky. I'm not a big fan of Trubisky, and I'm not a big fan of Kirk Cousins. I don't know what to say about these two, these two teams. They're both good defensively. They, ha- they both have solid rosters. I just don't trust their quarterbacks. This game is going to come back to quarterback play. I'm going to take Minnesota to win this game because I think Kirk Cousins is a little bit better than, than Mitch Trubisky. And he has a little bit more weapons to work with. So I'm going to take this. This is going to be a very tightly contested game. Uh, I think some. I think def, both defenses show up. But I'm going to take Kirk Cousins to win this game at Chicago. He usually don't win games like this, but it's against Mitch Trubisky. So, you know, he has to. He will have to, right? So... I'm going to take Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings to win this game versus Chicago at Chicago. And they're going to win this game 20 to 21. 20 to 21. Jacksonville, Jacksonville at Denver. This is going to be a tough game too. I'm going to take Denver. I think Denver get their first win of the season against a Jacksonville team that has a lot going on. Not really much. Not really much to say about these two teams. Uh, Denver hasn't ha- found the right quarterback. Haven't found the right offensive scheme to get them over the top with their with their solid defense that they have had for the last few years. And Jacksonville, kind of the same. <laughs> kind of the same. They're kind of in the same boat. Haven't found the quarterback to get their defense over the hump because the, both of their defenses at one point in time were at the top of the league, but they haven't found consistent quarterback play. But I think Denver will win this game, and it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a snore fest, but I think Denver wins this game 17-13. Sunday night football, Dallas at New Orleans. Dallas at New Orleans, a Drew Brees-less Saints team. Uh, Dallas is a two and a, they're two and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with that. I think this is going to be a tightly contested game. 
this is the first real test for the Cowboys and Dak. Because they have, I mean, to be honest, you know, they play whoever on the schedule, but the Cowboys really haven't played anybody yet. They played the 0-3 Boston Redskins, they played the Eli Manning-led Giants, and they played the Dolphins. So, they haven't really played nobody yet. This is going to be a real big test to, to see how much growth has this offense made. You know, the growth of Jason Garrett and what we expect for him in these big games against these playoff caliber teams. This is what we're looking for. This is this is his this is Dak's time to shine. This is Zeke's time to shine. So I'm gonna take Dallas to win this game. Uh New Orleans played really well last week, but they played against Seattle. Seattle's not as offensively talented as 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 Dak and the Cowboys are. And they're not as creative. So I'm going to go with Dak and the Cowboys to win this game, but it's going to be very close. I have Dak and the Cowboys win this game 28-24. to Monday Night Football, the battle of winless teams. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. It's at Heinz Field. I have the Steelers winning this game. I think the Steelers get their first win of the season. I don't trust the Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. I never will, um, you know. Pittsburgh, three and a half, three and a half point favorites. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin and them, they find a way, they scrap out, and they get their first win of the season. And the final score for that game will be 21-14. Um, so we'll see you guys in the next part, I mean, in the next segment where I'm going to discuss the Redskins and the NFC and my NFC favorites, and who I like, who I dislike, who I don't like, and so forth. Okay, so we're back. Um, let's talk about Jake Gruden. And before I even start, let me get this. Let me let me get this off my my chest first. Let me get this off my chest first. Let me get this off my chest first. In no way, shape, or form am I calling people. Or well, I am, but in no way, shape, or form am I trying to get money out of people's pockets. And no way, shape, or form, I, you know, I want somebody to be fired or be unemployed or lose their job. But when you are a coach and you coach not any, in, in, I mean, a historic franchise and a storied franchise, the Redskins, like the Redskins itself, when you are a coach, you are expected to win. And you are expected to have results. And when you lack results, due to whatever reasons, when you lack results, I have every right. If I'm speaking on a sport and you coach for that sport, I have every right to say, hey, this guy... He his resume hasn't equal up 
into him getting extended. His resume doesn't equal up to him seeing another year. And I'm looking at Jay Gruden. Let's let's just start with Jay Gruden and the 0 and 3 Redskins. Okay? Let's start with them. Got into the playoff once. One playoff appearance. Lost that appearance. They went nine and seven in that 2015 year, where basically they won it. They won the division by default, but nine and seven. So his first year in 2014, he goes four and twelve. Then he goes nine and seven. That's the year they made it to the playoffs. Then he goes eight seven and one. And in 2017, he goes seven and nine. Mind you, those years are with Kirk Cousins. That 15, 16, 17, those 9, 8, and 7 win seasons are with Kirk Cousins. Last year, he goes 7 and 9. Yeah, his quarterbacks got hurt down the stretch. Okay. And then now this year, he's starting off 0-3 as as the Redskins coach in his 6-year tender out of 83 games. He's 35-47. and 47. And with one tie, with a 42-win percentage. And hasn't won a playoff game. Hasn't won a playoff game. <sighs> okay. Now, he is an offense. He was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati where Andy Dalton had those big years. And you know some people who defend who who would defend Jake Wooden, they'll say you know he, he uh, look at look at the coaching tree Sean McVay you know they point to Sean McVay. So and this is why now the reason why I think Jay Gruden got the job is because of his name and he's not the only one who has a NFL job. Not just a coaching job, but he's not the only one that has a job within the within the league where it's due to their last name. And usually, like that's not how business should be conducted. That's now that's not how it should be working. And I asked for a list of listeners to call in if they were a Redskin fan. I'm going to do that. I'm going to conduct that call in in, in in some episodes of next week's pod, pending on what happens this Sunday with the Redskins. I, I'm, uh, if they win, I'm going to ask the, 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 you know, the listeners what, what, that are Redskins fans, what should be the Redskins' next move? If they lose, what should be the Redskins' next move? You know, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not making no sense. It's not making no sense right now. And what we have to do, we have we what we gotta remember is some of these dudes that have these jobs is due to their last name. It's due to their last name. And when they get these jobs, they keep these jobs often. 
and Jay Gruden, I'm not picking on Jay Gruden, but he's just the main example right now of what's going on. But a guy like Jason Garrett, who 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 who's won a lot of games, he wins a lot of regular season games. He doesn't have losing seasons. He's only had one losing season. He's had a lot of winning seasons. He's gotten to the playoffs and he's won some playoff games. But with the rosters that the Dallas Cowboys has had in the last five years, he 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 should have gotten to an NFC Championship game. He should have he should have been moved past the divisional round with the talent they had. But I'm gonna get to that. But Jay Gruden is just the he's just the main and the focal point right now because. He's in the hot seat right now. A lot of people was calling for his job. Um, the red, but let me get this straight: the Redskins are allergic to prosperity. I've been saying this since the season started, and I've been saying this since their season has gone downhill. They are allergic to prosperity. There's a black cat running around that franchise. They do not play well on primetime games. If you put them on in front of national audience, they do not play well. And they haven't played well in that building when, it's, when, when the lights are the brightest. So, I got Jay Gruden right here. He's supposed to be our offensive guru. And just about every year, you know, he's supposed to be an offensive guru, right? So you would think as the head coach, offensively, he would be good. You know? He would be good. So, in 2014, his first year in coaching... The Redskins were 26 in points. The next year, they were 10th in points. They were 12th the following year. Then back down to 16. Then 29th in points. And now are 20th in points. Last three seasons, they haven't they they haven't been the top of the, they haven't been the top half of the league in yardage. And the same goes for their rushing offense. They've never been better than 20 other than his first year. And they were 19th in rushing yards his first year. So with these stats that I'm gathering and calling out, these are some key important offensive stats that I am pointing out that shows, you know, Jay Gruden's supposed to be an offensive guru. He's supposed to be an offensive mastermind. That is his calling card. Correct? That is his calling card. And he hasn't done a good job. His offenses haven't been productive at all. They haven't been productive at all. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Team offensive quality relative to average. Simple rating system. 
Negative four. This is calling. This is this is supposed to be his calling card. Negative four. Jay Gruden has to go. Jay Gruden has to go. And I don't know what the Reds, I don't know what's taking them so long. Because these, like, especially this week, after the Chicago loss, I felt the Redskins fans' pain. I felt their pain. I felt the Redskins fans' pain. I felt it. I felt it. But Jay Gruden has to go. Jay Gruden has to go. Jay Gruden has to go, and he must go. On to the NFC. Now, let's stay on the NFC. So, in the, in the, early in the podcast, in, the, in, in this episode, I mentioned Philly and Green Bay. So, and I was, having this, I was having this discussion with, you know, somebody. And I was like, I don't know. I, like, in AFC, New England and Kansas City are clearly heads and shoulders above Everybody else in AFC. But in the NFC, I don't know what the make of the NFC. I don't know what the make of the NFC. I don't know who who's the best team in the NFC. I was saying Philly, but they lost and they got some injuries. And the secondary is horrible. You know, Philly, their secondary is horrible. They got some key injuries. But if you make you can make the argument, you know, if those drop passes aren't dropped, they're probably four and three and one right now. They're probably four and three and one right now. So I, I don't know what to make of that. Da- Dallas out of all the NFC teams have looked the most impressive. They look the most impressive, but Dallas haven't played nobody yet. They haven't played nobody that's real yet. You know what I'm saying? Dallas haven't pl- they haven't faced nobody like that. They got their they got their first test on Sunday Night Football against the Saints, but they haven't faced nobody like that. But who looks the most impressive? I would have to probably say the Cowboys with their offensive. With their new offensive system that they, that Kellen Moore has brought in, I would have to say who looks the most impressive: the Cowboys, the Rams, the Rams. They they they're winning games. They're three and zero, but their offense don't quite feel the same. It don't click the same like it did last year. Like it did, like like it did the last two years, especially last year. Their offense don't click, and it's it's mainly due to Todd Gurley. And I think Jared Goff is good, and I think he's gonna be one day a a better version of Matt Ryan. But he's not at that level where he's gonna take you there. He's not at that level. It it, it certainly helps when you have Todd Gurley behind you at a hundred percent. As himself, and I just don't see it. Chicago, they were supposed. The Bears were supposed to do that to the Redskins. They were supposed to do that, but I don't. I still, 
I still with the with the show that the that the Chicago offense put on, I still don't trust Mitchell Trubisky because twenty one of those twenty eight points that they scored came off of Chicago's turnovers, came off of the defense's turnovers. What happens when you play Dallas or the Rams or the Saints with Drew Brees or or Philly or Green Bay? What happens when you can't force those turnovers and now you give Trubisky the ball and he has to drive 60 to 70, 75 yards to put points on the board? What happens? Can he sustain a, a long drive like that? Because that Monday night game against the Redskins, he had short fields. He had short fields. He was he, every time they got a turnover, just about every time they got a turnover, and the Chicago Bears created and forced a turnover. He got the ball past the fifty. So that, that that didn't really show me much from Trubisky. I mean, he played well, but he was supposed to do that against the Redskins. He was supposed to do that. That was supposed to happen like that. So I don't I don't know what I'm getting from Chicago. Green Bay defense, they played Kirk Cousins, Joe Fluco, and Mitchell Jabisky their first three games. They went against a real offense and a real quarterback, like an elite quarterback. <laughs> and they got put they got 34 put up on their heads. I don't know how real their defense is. I think their defense is good. I think it's solid. But I just don't know because Philly O-line was pulling. I mean, if you you, you got to see the do you see did you see the gaps and the holes that they were creating and that Jordan Howard ran through? My grandmother could have ran through those holes. Those holes were so big. That my grandmother could have could have ran through those holes. So I don't know how good Green Bay's defense is. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I'm suspecting that he'll get his offensive play together. But I just don't know what to make of the NFC right now. Um, I think time would tell. Usually in September, some teams are just hot. You know what I'm saying? Some some teams are hot in September. But come mid-October, late October... I think we'll be able to see clearly that, okay, yeah, that team is that, and this team is better than what I thought, and the other team, uh, they're okay, but they're not that. You know, I think by mid-October, we'll be able to decipher who's who. You know what I'm saying? I I think we'll be able to decipher who is who, in the NFC, because right now in the AFC, I love Houston and I love Baltimore, and I think the way how Baltimore play is efficient and effective, and it can beat a Mahomes, or and it can beat a Tom Brady because they can control the clock. But <laughs> New England and Kansas City are on they they're on two different stratospheres when it comes to AFC, and I love Houston, I love Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, I love Lamar Jackson, and I love Baltimore, and I love the way how they play. But New England and Kansas City on two different stratospheres, and it's not even close. So, this will conclude it. 
I know NBA Media Day was late, late last week, um, or Thursday. Uh, you know, then playoff baseball is coming up. October is coming up, and I told you guys, <laughs> October is the best time for sports. You get some, you get college football. You get the NBA coming back late October. You get the mist and the you get into the meat of the NFL, you know, season. <laughs> you got you you got some playoff baseball. It's a lot going on and you, you guys got to stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for continuing to click. You guys are doing a great job at that. You guys are doing an excellent job at that. Keep clicking. Keep on clicking away um until yeah. Keep on clicking away. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, you guys are in my prayers, so I hope you keep it. I'm uh, so I hope you keeping me inside your prayers. But thank you for continuing in this journey with me. Um, we're only gonna go up from here, and voila, adios, amigos, peace.